Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I'm so glad you're tuned in to Calvary Live. So blessed that uh, I have the opportunity to be with you for the next hour for today's program. I am your host, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And I am here ready to take your questions. Maybe you got questions about the Bible or Christian living, or how do we have a worldview concerning certain events that we see all around us. And uh, we want to go to the Word of God. We want to uh, search God's heart uh, through the Word. We want to have clarity and understanding so we can do well in the things of the Lord and be a light and truth to others. So give me a call at 303-690-3000, and uh, you, you can be on the air and Let's talk about the things of the Lord. This is your show, and uh, you, the listener, we want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You're listening live today all along the Front Range in Colorado and 101.7 down in Southern Colorado and parts of Pueblo and Fountain, Colorado, Whitefield Security. Love to hear from you guys. Those are my old stomping grounds down there. And then also Colorado Springs. And then 89.7 up here in northern Colorado, the Denver area, and up north through Longmont and Fort Collins and Greeley, all out on the eastern plains of Weld County and also into the mountains of Estes Park. I'd love to hear from somebody from Estes Park. Many people are up there vacationing. If you happen to be listening, give us a call at 303-690-3000. Maybe you're up in southern Wyoming, and uh, as it's a powerful um, signal up here in northern Colorado. So you're listening live today on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. also want to welcome those of you on the East Coast listening on Truth FM or on Hope FM on about six different states in the East Coast. You are a week delayed, but you can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and ask your questions and give your prayer requests as well. We love to pray with people uh, to encourage you in the things of the Lord, and so we want to welcome everyone that is listening today. Even if you're an online listener, you can call anywhere uh, in the nation at 303-690-3000. You know the number. Um, I want to uh, just uh, say that it's been very active here in Colorado, the weather-wise. We, in northern Colorado, uh, we've had a lot of hail storms, uh, some that came through last night uh, through Boulder and Lafayette and Thornton and Brighton and out east towards Fort Morgan. Huge hail that has done a lot of damage. And uh, we just had a hail storm that came through uh, here Greeley this afternoon that hit my house. And uh, my wife just sent me pictures. All the flowers are pretty much uh, destroyed in the garden. And uh, it, and it's hard when we go through things like that. And, of course, up here in Weld County in northern Colorado, there are those who make a living off the land 
and when the hailstorms like this go through the farm areas, uh, the wheat is only about a month away from being harvested, the winter wheat, uh, the corn gets stripped, the crops is very, very difficult, and uh, and uh, it, it can be very hard when uh, homes, you know, the roofs get uh, damaged severely and cars. Uh, there were pictures last night of uh, hailstones as, as big as golf balls, as big as tennis balls, uh, windshields uh, just completely broken out, um, windows and homes. Uh, it's very, very damaging. And so uh, we just want to pray for the people up here that have gone through damage and those uh, perhaps that have had uh, their crops damaged as well. And, and it reminds me, as we think about these things, what uh, we read in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, that says that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And, and last week, it was interesting uh, because uh, here in Colorado, uh, we uh, have been going through drought. We've been going through difficult, um, extreme hot weather, and we've had wildfires that have broke out. So I remember last week we were praying for the firefighters and the uh, wildfires that... Uh, are uh, coming, you know, starting and, and um, have been burning here in Colorado. And now we've had these storms come through, and uh, it, it seems like it's feast or famine and hail damage and flash flooding and all of this. So um, it reminds me how uh, we are to keep our eyes on eternity because uh, everything here that we have and, and the things that we do in this world are temporary. Um, and we work hard, uh, we make a living, we have things, but Jesus said that those things can go away. And that's why in Matthew chapter 6, he would say to us that we need to make sure that um, that we uh, store up our treasures in heaven uh, and don't store it here on earth where uh, thieves break in and steal, where uh, rust destroys, where moths come in and eat, but store up your treasures in heaven. So uh, we do want to pray for those who have gone through loss, uh, uh, perhaps have felt uh, the wildfires uh, going through. Those of you in the listening area in Woods Landing, um, that you can pick up Grace FM. I know you are evacuated from your homes, and now because of the rain, you've been able to come back, and that's good news. Uh, but we want to encourage one another Pray for one another. This show, I hope, is a blessing to you uh, to be able to, um, you know, encourage you for those of you who uh, have uh, had damage done because of these storms or, uh, you know, have suffered loss because of it. So, Father, we do ask that uh, these storms that have passed through, um, flowers in, in a garden, uh, yeah, it can be disappointing, but there are those who make a living off the land, uh, crops being destroyed, uh, roofs being destroyed on businesses, cars, uh, windshields broken. It, it, it reminds us that uh, we live in a world where these things happen. And I pray that uh, you would just uh, bring provision for those who really need it, who have gone through loss. But Lord, also help us keep an eternal perspective on things, that uh, Lord, this world, um, that things like this happen, and we want to continue in the things that are eternal, keeping the eternal perspective, uh, keeping the Word of God, uh, just look to you for provision, knowing that that we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever. So I pray that this show would bless everyone, and uh, we just commit these things to you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to line one. And you, you're on Calvary Chapel. You're on Calvary Live. Hello? Hi. I Good. have a question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, it's kind of, uh, I feel bad, you know, asking this question because I, I love the Lord and I, I'm walking with the Lord close. And I have a um, 17 year old daughter that she's a very good kid. And, um, you know, how much is enough? Like, how strict? Or, um, I don't know how I'm asking this question, Dr. Jeff. She, <clears throat> she had a group of friends from high school that, you know, they're good kids, but they're not Christians. And um, uh, they have fun, like going, you know, bowling, going, things like that. And right. she's been asking me three times. I didn't let her call the second time. They like to go camping as a group, you know, and have uh, fire, uh, things like that, what yeah, camping sure. do. Um, and, I, you know, Pastor Jeff, and I, I don't know if I should say it again, no, because um, I don't know if I'm doing the wrong thing, letting my daughter. <laughs> you have daughters, Pastor Jeff, I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it might be into a strict well, no, I don't think I think I don't think you are. I think that it's something to really pray through and and to talk to your daughter about. You know, if it was up to me, I would uh, put my daughters in their rooms till they're thirty years old. But we can't do that, right? And exactly. and they do make friends. And, and you're telling me that you know she's responsible. That um, yes. they like to go uh-huh. bowling. They. And I got a son who's 17 who just went camping with some friends. So a yes, couple things for, for you to think about is have a just a heart-to-heart talk with her. Um, because as she's with friends that maybe they're not going out and partying and getting in trouble, but you still want to be able to talk to her about mm-hmm. the things. Now that she's mm-hmm. 17 and she's going to be 18, yeah. she's going to yeah. be an adult to talk to her about those things, that temptations that will come her way. And don't be afraid to talk to her about that and to encourage her. That's what her. I do, Pastor Jeff. And good, I have, good. And she talked to me and she said, Mom, look, you know, I don't, I never come home, you know, drinking or this and, and it's just, right. you know, like meaning, giving me the message to, to give her, give her a chance, you know, and I, I'm afraid, uh, uh, Pastor Jeff, you know, like, right. To be yeah. so strict at the same time, like you say, when she's 18, she's going to do whatever she wants to do if I don't talk to her right. or, yeah. you know, yeah. right now yeah, and, or give her a little chance. But, right. you know, I didn't know if I was doing the wrong thing as a, as a Christian, you know, but right. eventually she's going to be out of the house. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And she's going to be making her own decisions. So I would just yeah. I would pray for her. You yeah, pray good. with her. You keep okay. reminder of, you know, how God has called us to a life to pleasing to him, to live for him yes, and exactly. to encourage her to pursue purity. And then, you know, one of the things is to encourage her to get involved with, you know, a you youth group you know sometimes when they get 17 18 years old and they they want to get more into young adults and to, exactly. to make some good 
Christian friends that will encourage them. Yes. So that's the second yes. thing that I want to encourage you in. And sometimes okay. they can be a little shy with that, but just keep close to her, keep praying for her, because Thank she is going to be making her decisions, and um, and we're going to pray for you and, and with you and for her as well. All Thank right? you so much, Pastor Jeff. I, I think you that's be, what absolutely. I want to hear. And I, I do pray, you know, and I'm praying, I know. Uh, but sometimes I know. you need a, 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 you know, godly counsel from a a pastor or yeah. somebody else. <laughs> you know, picks, you know, pastor you know <laughs> it's what is interesting is, you know, we can't lock them in their rooms. Exactly. And, um, and, and they got friends, and they're starting to write their own chapter in life, but it doesn't mean that, you know, um, we don't talk to them heart-to-heart about these issues these and things issues, and let yes. them know how much we love them and how much yes. the Lord loves them. And, um, to keep doing that. And, you know, one of the things is with me, just to encourage you, is my uh-huh. kids still come to me and talk to me, even though they're adults, and they can talk to me about difficult issues. And, yeah. um, you know, they're going camping. My 17-year-old went camping with some of his friends, and it's like, okay, he's gone camping with me, but now they're on their own. And so we had a long talk about, he, he went with some Christian brothers here, but just being safe and um, you know, I've talked to my kids. If you ever feel like that you're in a difficult situation, do not hesitate to call me day or yes. night. You get on the phone, you call me, I will come get you. And so those are the things that, that we talk about and, um, you know, just pray for them and just keep encouraging them to make some good friends good and decisions. some strong, yes. yeah, good decisions mm-hmm. for the Lord. All right. Yes, thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Hey, can, you bet. Can we pray? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Father, I do pray for my sister here. She's got a daughter, and they grow up, and they start doing things that they want to do and making decisions and being adults, and she's very close to that. And, Lord, I just pray for your protection around her, and, Lord, that you would guide her and press upon her heart to live a life for you. And I pray for my sister. She's a mom that loves her daughter, to give her wisdom, to give her discernment, to be able to share with these things, uh, the things of God, and uh, her heart with her daughter. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would work in drawing both of them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, thanks Thank for calling. So much, hey, God bless you. Yeah, you and keep me updated anytime you want, okay? I will so much. Thank All you. All right. Bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. Okay, 303-690-3000. We love our kids, and there's more temptations that they are facing today than ever before, and we really want to talk with them about those issues that can be sometimes difficult to talk about because uh, they're making decisions for themselves when they get up uh, to 17, 18 years old. They're adults. Uh, we want them to make good decisions as far as friends, um, sharing Scripture with them about um, you know who they are with and um, the influences in their life and making good uh, decisions for the Lord. And uh, we certainly want to pray for everyone um, that, you know, um, our kids are, are facing difficult things. So if you need prayer, let us know. We'd be happy to pray with you. But let's go to line three. Let's go to Jeff and Aurora. Jeff? Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I- good, good. Got a question about 
the confessions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where, where it says to confess our sins. Now, do we just confess them to Jesus, or do we confess them openly? Well, there's first of all, we know that John writes in his epistle that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we confess them to the Lord, first of all. And it's important for us to understand what that word confession means. It means to be in agreement with. In other words, when I say that, Father, forgive me, for example, that I lied. I'm in agreement with you that this is sin and this is wrong. Um, it and It is not making excuses. You remember in the book of Genesis when you know God said to Adam, Adam, what did you do? Did you eat of that forbidden fruit? And he said, yeah, but uh, it was my wife, you know, that wife you gave me. He made excuses. I think yeah. it's important for us to understand that confession means to be in agreement with. It's not making excuses. It's not, well, it's their fault. And I hear that so oftentimes. People will come and they will talk to me, and they will say, well, I committed this sin. I, I did this was wrong. Um, but And then they're full of excuses, and they blame, you know, uh, my boss this, my my spouse that, uh, they made me angry, uh, I had to do this. And I think it's important for us to understand that confession means I'm in agreement with you, Lord, I have sinned, period. And what that does is it begins to tear down um, the strongholds that the enemy wants to bring towards us, you know, and, um, you know, that confession is that, Lord, I have done wrong, and it it shows your heart towards uh, him. And sometimes people read that verse and they say, do I have to confess every sin to be forgiven? There's no way that we can do that. I mean, yeah. can you confess every single th- thought intent to the heart? To the Lord, you can't. But I think it is important that when we do sin, that we confess it. Now, in the book of James, it tells us to confess sin to one another. And um, I think maybe perhaps... Uh, that you may be thinking about that uh, in the last uh, chapter of James, chapter 5, verse 16, confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So sometimes you get uh, people that get uh, pressured into thinking that when they're in a small group or a Bible study, that, you know, okay, everybody's going to confess their sins to one another or testimony time, and, and, and I caution people with that because um, sometimes there's movements that will happen in the church to where you're to confess your sins to one another. I think what's important in that is when we confess our sins to Jesus, we have relationship with him, right? And I right. think that in the body of Christ, is if we have brothers, you know, maybe a brother or a sister for the ladies— that we can go to and say, I'm struggling, but there has to be relationship there. And I remember that when I was a young Christian, I'd be in a young adults you know, group, and, and I remember one time, okay, let's start confessing our sins. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know anybody here. I don't want to start spilling my guts to everybody without there being relationship. I don't know if it's going to be gossip about all these other things. So I think it's really important for us that we can confess our sins to one another, but there needs to be relationship and trust 
and accountability that is there. Accountability that, number one, is with the Lord, and then second of all, with a brother or a sister that that you can go to and confine with and just say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with lying. I'm struggling with this, you know, sin, whatever it may be, for the purpose of that brother or with ladies, with the sister, to be able to um, pray for them, encourage them, give them the Word of God. And that's what the body of Christ is for. And I think that's really uh, what James is talking about here. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, because, I re- you know... I really it, do. You, you, you've, I was a little confused about that, but now it's it's clear. Yeah, and um, so... For me, relationship is important, and um, and I think it's good to be able to have that. Rela- That's why the body of Christ is important. That's why I encourage people, be in a church, be with a group of believers, so that you have that. So you can go and say to a brother or a, a, a sister, go to another sister and say, I just need prayer because... You know, I confess I'm really struggling in this sin, or I'm really struggling in this area, and it really encourages us. We need to use wisdom and discernment in that. I don't think that it's good for a man to go and talk to another lady, um, and they start doing that with one another. I think men need to have brothers around them, and uh, ladies need to have uh, other women around them, and uh, to be able to talk about those things uh, that is in um, confidentiality and respect and somebody who isn't just going to judge you and start gossiping about you. So uh, that's my take on it. I appreciate that very, very much. I hope that's helpful, Jeff. So It is. It's very helpful. And concerning, good, good. Your, concerning your first caller, uh-huh. I, I agree with you. My daughter's staying in her in her room until she's thirty years old. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, Jeff, here's 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 the other thing is you know I got an elderly mom that she's very independent and we love her and you know we we talk to her about driving and things like that and um, so you know they're young they're older I feel like I'm caught in between but we love our family. And uh, we just want them to be safe. We want them uh, to do well. And our young people face uh, things that, you know, I didn't uh, when I was their age, you know, 100 years ago. But, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, and they're writing their own um, chapter in life. And, and I think the best thing is really to sit down and talk to them and pray with them and share with them Scripture and all that good stuff. But, yeah, that's what you feel like doing, right? Yeah. Well, her and her brother in a couple more years are going to be going to they're going to be starting school, so it's like I I'm when, leaning when toward, you say uh, huh? when you say when you say school is it um college or is it high school, middle school? Grade school. Grade school. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I'm pro- I'm I'm probably your age or older. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you pray I, I, for him. I, I have a son that's three and a daughter that's eight months, so. Wow, bless your heart. What a blessing. You know, we just celebrated Father's Day, Jeff, and it's a great privilege to be a father. 
And yes, um, and we always pray for our kids, and we never stop praying for our children, whether they're eight months, you know, from day one, actually, until they're adults, we continue to pray for them. So, hey, appreciate your call, your questions, your yep. comments. Uh, Jeff, have a great day in the Lord. You too. All Thank right. you for the good Thank information. You bet. God bless you. <laughs> Okay, we got some open lines, 303-690-3000. I don't know if I gave you the text line, and I want to be able to do that, that to be able to text in a question, um, to be able to uh, text in a prayer request, dedicated text line 720-336-0897. And I want to encourage you to put that in your favorites. P- put the, uh, the, the number where you can call and be on... Um, the air at 303-690-3000 and put the text line in because sometimes uh, when we have as time allows, especially this time of the year, it can be sometimes some days can be a little bit slow in the summertime. uh, But uh, to put in uh, that text number 720-336-0897 and uh, be able to text in uh, a question or a prayer request. But let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Jim and Greeley. Jim, you're on Calvary Live. Yes, hi. How are you? Pastor, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. I want a prayer request for my daughter. Uh, let's see, long story short, she, she was, uh, when she was young, some, she, some people exposed themselves to her two times and then um, she can't get over it. She drinks now. And... Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard. Yeah. So and she blames okay. us because we put her in that situation. Okay. Okay. Father, we do pray. I pray for Jim. He he prays for his daughter who um, is struggling with alcohol. Um, sh- she has it. And Lord, even though, um, you know, she maybe perhaps has seen that, um, but Lord, I just pray that you would touch her, that you would remove that desire for her to do that. And Lord, I pray for Jim as a father, that Lord, that he would be able to restore that relationship. And and Lord, we know that uh, the locusts come in and they devour and and eat. And I pray that you would restore the years the locusts have eaten. And Lord, that um, both Jim and his daughter and his whole family would come together and draw close to you. And Lord, to forsake those things that end up destroying uh, alcohol, whatever it may be. Lord, I pray that you touch this family, that you would touch them deeply, that they would look to you. I pray that you give him wisdom to be able to talk to his daughter. Lord, that, um, that put things that have been done in the past, and Lord, look into the future under the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that you'd be with Jim and his family and his daughter in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hey, J- J- Jim, Jim, we're going to keep yeah. praying for you, okay? Okay, yes. Yeah. Keep keep Amen. praying. Don't stop praying, okay? All right. Okay, I won't. Thank you very much. Oh, all right. All right, Jim. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Okay. We're going to continue with the phone lines. I know that uh, perhaps some are, are holding, and um, if you can just hold for a few minutes. We're getting ready to go to break, and but it seems like every show takes on kind of a, 
a theme sometimes. And right now I know it seems like praying for children, uh, for uh, those who are adult children. And I, you know, we just got done celebrating Father's Day. And I know for me, having four kids that are now adults, my youngest being 18, my oldest going to turn 26, that I pray for them now more than ever. Never stop praying for your kids. And always, you know, uh, lift them up to the Lord. Be praying for them, for your grandchildren. Don't stop doing that. There's always hope in Jesus, whatever's going on in their lives. And, and to say, Lord, help me be that godly example. So we're going to come back to the phone lines when we get back after the break. So stay tuned. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'd love to talk to you uh, about the things of the Lord. I'd love to point you to the Word of God, encourage you in any way that I can. We're here to bless you, to serve you in that way, to all the listeners. So again, welcome all Grace FM listeners. And uh, we also want to welcome those on the East Coast, Truth FM and Hope FM. You're welcome to call in. You are a week delayed, but we'd love to be able to talk with you. We've talked to so many over the months since you've joined us uh, and have Calvary Live there on the East Coast, and uh, love to continue to do that. Also, uh, there's a text dedicated line, uh, 720-336-0897, but Kimberly from Inglewood has been waiting patiently. So, Kimberly, are you still with us? Yeah, yes. How are you? Good, how are you? I am good. Do you got a question for me? Yeah, it was just about movies with nudity. Is it a sin or a personal conviction? Well, I think that um, usually when um, there is nudity in a movie, it it involves sin. We're setting our eyes on usually involves um, some kind of uh, sexual immorality or something like that. I want to give you some verses. Um, I know that uh, it is Job uh, that would write, Uh, in uh, chapter 31, verse 1, that I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? So Job, he was like, I don't want to look on anything um, like that. Uh, He made a covenant with his eyes. And the Bible talks a lot about what we focus on, what we set our eyes on, what we put into our minds. The problem is, is if in a movie that you see nudity and a young man sees nudity of a woman— then it leads to sin. Um, It leads to thinking about that, um, and it leads to lust, and it is sin at that point. So we want to be careful what it is that we allow, um, you know, to come as we look upon it. Um, We know that David, he would write something very similar in Psalm, I believe it's 101, and um, he, he would say, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. 
I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. So it was the Lord uh, or David's desire to please the Lord on what he looked at and what he allowed into his mind. So I think it's more than just a personal conviction, but I think that um, that um, what happens is looking at that image does lead to sin so oftentimes. And, um, and so um, that is something that the Lord desires for us to pursue holiness and purity, and that includes purity uh, with what we look on. John also, I was just thinking of this, uh, in his um, epistle writes about those areas where we sin, and John would write, I want to read it to you, that there is, um, I will read it to you from John chapter 2, that do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not the Father, uh, but is of the world, and the world is passing away. So we are warned um, that there is the, the lust of the eyes looking upon those things that we really shouldn't be looking upon. Does that help, Kimberly? Yes, thank you. You know, uh, again, um, uh, we need to be careful um, because uh, a lot of people can't handle that. They can't handle looking at nudity in a movie, and um, it just leads to sin and lustful thoughts and things like that. Okay? Okay. Okay, all right. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much, Kimberly. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Uh huh. I think Kimberly asked a very good question because I think sometimes we think, oh, it's no big deal. If I watch this, if I see this, you know, in the movies and stuff, but it can lead to um, the thing is when you feed the flesh in any way, then the flesh is want to want more. It's like a fire. Uh, three things are needed in a fire: fuel, uh, heat, and um, and um, just um, heat uh, to ignition. And, and once that ignition comes in our flesh, then your flesh is going to want more and your flesh is going to demand more. And um, it's, it's, it's like a fire. It, it's going to be fed. So we got to be careful what it is that we allow into our minds, what we set our eyes before. Uh, there is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and it's not of the Father, but is of the world. Let's go to line two. You're on Calvary Live. Hello, Hello, you're on Calvary Live. Hello, this is Allie from Greeley. How are you, Allie? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you, Pastor? I am good. Thanks for calling in. Okay, well, I want to talk about molestation and being molested. Mm -hmm. Um, It all started back when my mother was a little girl. And she and, hey, she, Al, hey, Allie, uh-huh. one of the things is this is kind of a family show. So, uh-huh. um, oh, you know, this sorry. this may this may not be the um, the, you know, format to talk about those things oh, and stuff. Okay. But, Allie, okay. here's one of the things I want you to do. I want you to feel free to contact me, you know, at Calvary Chapel Greeley or contact mm-hmm. one of our staffs. And we'd be happy to sit down and talk to you about these things, mm-hmm. and um, to be able I, to discuss it with you. Right. And um, 
And I just want you to have a safe place rather than over the air, um, you know, and to be able to, to you know, answer your questions right. and pray with right. you or whatever. I wasn't going to that... say anything more. And I was just going to say if you could, you know, pray for our family. Absolutely. We have a family. Yeah, and absolutely. And we're okay. here to serve you in that way and on the show. And and if there's anything else, I just wanted to encourage you uh, in that. So, Father, I pray okay. for Ella. I pray for her family. There's a lot of issues that are there. Lord. And, Lord, I just pray that you bring healing, that you would bring, um, Lord, uh, strength and comfort and wisdom in all these issues. You know what the issues are. And I pray that, again, that Allie would know that you're here to restore the years the locusts have, have eaten. So bring that healing, uh, bring the forgiveness, bring, um, Lord, what needs to be brought in this situation. A lot of issues that I don't know, uh, but but the family's dealing with, you do know. I just pray that she would know that there's hope in Jesus, there's hope in, in, um, in how you desire to work and according to your word. So, Lord, I just pray for her um, that um, you would just, Lord, I just pray that you would show yourself strong on behalf of this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Hey, the offer's still there, okay? So feel free. I'll do that, and I also wanted to tell you, I really appreciate the kind of person you are and the things that you do for God's children. Well, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the encouragement, and it's a, it's an honor for me to do it, and mm-hmm. it's a privilege for me to be on the air, to minister here in Greeley, and like I said, we're here to serve you in any way, to encourage you in the things mm-hmm. of the Lord that we can. All right? So mm-hmm. thanks okay, for thank calling. Okay? okay? Keep in bye. touch. Okay. okay, I will. Okay, bye. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go to Michael in Denver. Michael? Hello, Pastor, Pastor Jeff. How are you? How are you? Can you, can you hear me all right? I can hear you just fine. I'm on a Bluetooth speaker, so if, it, if there's a problem, you're, tell me I'll get off of it, okay? No, you're good. <clears throat> I, a couple of things I want to... First, I want prayer for my, my, my church. We're going camping on the weekend of the 29th, about two weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, i like some prayer for this camping trip for God to bless the weather and to... Um, Reduce the, you know, bring rain up there to reduce the the uh, chance of, uh, you know, uh, to reduce the fire hazard risk so that we right. can enjoy it with ground fires, campfires and stuff. I like prayer for that. And also, uh, do you operate in any of the specific gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, other than your practical application as pastor, like discernment or anything like that? Yeah, to answer your first, well, we'll pray for your camping trip. Uh, I think it's great. We live in Colorado. It's great to get up in the mountains. Hopefully this rain has helped out, uh, but we're supposed to get hot again. And um, But um, we'll get to that. But as far as your question about um, operating in spiritual gifts, my primary gift is teaching. And um, even as 1 Corinthians chapter 13, as we look at the spiritual gifts, um, Paul's writing specifically about um, the gifts, how he desires to gift all of uh, the body, you know, those in the body of Christ. And so I, I, you know, it's important. First of all, I just want to say that we exercise those gifts. Um, I, 
if being a pastor teacher, I better have the gift of teaching, otherwise I'm doing it in the flesh. But one of the things that um, Paul writes when he's talking about the spiritual gifts, uh, it's interesting. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. There are certain areas that the Lord says, I don't want you to be ignorant of. One is spiritual gifts. The other is the return of the Lord, the rapture of the church. And um, another one is don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Those are three things that we said are told that we are not to be ignorant of. And when you uh, look at the church as a whole, those are three areas that so oftentimes there's confusion and they're not taught very well, the spiritual gifts, the return of the Lord, and Satan's devices. So um, he goes on and he says there are diversity of gifts but the same Spirit. There's differences of ministries but the same Lord. And there's diversity of activities but it's the same God who works all in all. So I may have the gift of teaching, and somebody else may have the gift of teaching, but there's diversities of activities. In other words, it's the same gift, a, a gift from the Holy Spirit in teaching, but somebody may be gifted in teaching the children, or somebody is gifted, a, a lady teaching the lady study. I'm gifted in teaching as I am called to be a senior pastor. So a pastor-teacher, um, and then also I believe that we usually function in one primary gift, but there's other gifts that uh, perhaps are exercised in our lives as the Lord uh, works those things in our lives. Um, I think that when I was in the body of Christ that I had the gift of service. I just love serving people. I love doing practical things. That's how I got started in the ministry, and um, and I love anything from taking the trash out, vacuuming, uh, running errands for the church, just serving people, and I still enjoy doing that. Uh, but my primary gift is the gift of teaching as a senior pastor, a pastor-teacher. Sometimes he's given me the gift of discernment. At times he's given me a word of wisdom. Other times he's given me the gift of mercy at times. So I think that those gifts can be exercised in our lives but there's usually one primary gift that, that I use constantly, almost daily, in the body of Christ, and that is of teaching. Well, the reason I ask this question, Pastor, <clears throat> is I feel the need to to seek some counseling uh, with somebody right now. And I've, I've heard many of you, you men of God on there, uh, Pastor Ed Taylor and and you uh, and all of you guys on there, and I, and I have the greatest respect for your for for you as as men of God and as men of practical living as well, because you all have been through the ringer one way or another. Um, but I need to sit down with somebody like yourself, and I was wondering, um, do you have is your schedule so busy? Uh, during the week that you can't, do you, that you can't, can you counsel with people? Let's sit down and talk to a person and counsel with them on some things. Well, that's that's a good question because because the church has grown so much, Michael. It, it isn't that I don't sit down with people, um, but with doing four services a week, uh, radio, um, you know, uh, sometimes uh, other things come up, funerals, weddings, um, that my schedule can be pretty tight. And that's one of the reasons why I have a staff. Um, I got uh, two assistant pastors, uh, John and Jim, that that really uh, help me in seeing people. 
they're going to hopefully, um, and they do very well, give you the Word of God just like I'm going to give you the Word of God. So they do a lot of the counseling. Uh, it, it isn't that I don't do any, but I feel bad because the church has grown so much to where I just can't get to everybody, and my schedule can fill up really quick uh, in a week and become very tight. So um, anyway, um, you know, what I would do—Michael, do you have a church? I do, and um, it's—I uh, go to a little church here in Denver that's a plant church called Rizo Church. Yeah. And uh, it's Anglican by nature. That's a little church and stuff, but I'm in I'm in pretty tight with my pastor. Right, but good. It's Anglican, and it, uh, I'm not going to insult it by stating what it what it follows suit to on occasion. Um, right. Okay. Well, this but, is what I want you to do, Michael. I want you to to give give me a call. Okay, call the church. And let's see what we can do. All right, and um, I would, yeah. I would like to yeah. do that in the future. Or sit down with you, or maybe one of your associate pastors. Absolutely. I need some wisdom. From, I need. I need to speak to somebody about some things, and and I just I need to get 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 a, get my bearing on some things and, and get the wisdom of, of, from God because I, I still struggle in my Christian walk, and there's some things that I'm sure, dealing with sure. that are very sensitive and I just uh yeah we we we'd love we'd love to do that we'd love to talk with you give you the word of god and and to pray with you so uh, I don't know if you got something to write down or if you can get online to you know look up Calvary Chapel Greeley where our phone numbers right there when you come on the web page but it, it's easy to remember our area code up here in Greeley is 970 and then it's three three zero one seven one seven. So um, I, uh, I can I can Google everything that, all that information on my phone. You can Google you can Google all that information. Give us a call, and we will call you back. Okay, if nobody answers, or we're here, we're here during the week, and we'd love to minister to you any way that we can. I would appreciate that, Pastor. Uh, thank you very much, and I appreciate you praying with me. For Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't been able to get away myself um, because of a lot of things that are going on, and I'm hoping to get away. But Father, I pray for Michael. It. We live in such a beautiful state in the mountains, and uh, we thank you for again for the moistures. And I know there's fire bans, but to be able to relieve that, and that Michael would be able to camp, uh, and those who are with them, to have a blessed time, a blessed time in you, to be able to enjoy creation. And, Lord, I just pray that you keep them safe, that you bless their time, um, that, Lord, they be refreshed and renewed in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Michael, give me a call, okay? All right, Michael, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, we got open lines, 303-690-3000. We've been busy with the phone lines and so we got time to take some more questions, uh, 303-690-3000. But uh, we have a number of people that have uh, texted in um, some prayer requests. And let's go to our text line. One of the questions is, how do I know I'm going doing enough to please God and get treasures in heaven? Thank you. And that's a very good question. 
because uh, what catches me is, is you said, um, and there's no name here, but it may be a question that a lot of you that are listening are thinking, what do I have to do to earn eternal life? That is one of the questions that they ask Jesus. And that's the way a lot of people feel that what do I have to do? And here's the truth I want you to always remember, that it's not what you do, it's what he did. That is you know, what makes Christianity unique. That's what brings salvation, is we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to earn salvation, to, to, to gain God's approval, to become a, a son or a daughter of the living God. It is faith and trust in Jesus Christ who went to the cross, and on the cross he cried out, it is finished, that I've done the work, what he was saying. I paid the price. I've died for your sins. And now through Jesus that he uh, was buried and rose again after three days, sits at the right hand of the Father, and now salvation comes through him and who he is, the Son of God, and what he did for us in dying on Calvary's cross. So I want you to understand, if you're, you're listening, you, you ask this question, or for anybody, that Christianity is not based on what we do. It is based on what he did, putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And that's what makes Christianity unique, because every other religion says this is what you have to do to earn salvation or God's favor or God's love or whatever the case may be. It, Jesus did it. And uh, I was listening to Pastor Ed on the show yesterday as he opened up the show, and he was talking about how um, that, uh, that you know, in their study of Hebrews, which we happen to be in ourselves, uh, and that's why it caught my attention, that um, Hebrews tells us to consider Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And that word consider, and even as we had our lesson last week in Hebrews chapter 12, consider him, that word means to study him, to look to him, look for him. He is everything that we need. And that's what the writer of Hebrews very painstakingly, very carefully lays out, that theological framework of who Jesus is, what he did for us. And then he sums it up in chapter 10 by saying, because of that, we can come boldly into the Holy of Holies, that is, in uh, the presence of, of God, with confidence because of the blood of Jesus. Not our own confidence, but in what he has done. So very important truths for us. Now, with that said, um, there are things that we can do for the Lord for rewards. Uh, there is rewards to be given to us for what we have done in the body, whether good or bad. And all of us as believers, we are going to stand before the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, according to Second Corinthians chapter 5, not to be judged for our sins, but to be uh, rewarded for what we have done for Christ. And it, it kind of goes back to what um, I was saying in the beginning of the show, uh, that we're to store up our treasures in heaven, and there's rewards to be given. And Jesus talked a whole lot about it with the parable of the mina, the parable of the talents. Uh, we know that Paul the Apostle talked a lot about it. Uh, some of the last words of Jesus um, that we have in the book of Revelation is that he comes with his rewards. Um, and uh, when he is going to come back, matter of fact, Isaiah chapter 40 
tells us that, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him. So there are rewards to be given for what um, we uh, do for Christ, um, and those rewards will be for all eternity. Matter of fact, in the book of Hebrews in chapter 12, that they're being encouraged. They're going through difficulties. They're going through persecution, just like you and I will go through hostility. But keep an eternal perspective. Know that there's rewards that await you, and God is not just to forget your works. And um, and so those are promises that um, that we can hold on to and embrace in God's Word. So always remember that our salvation is based on what Jesus did on the cross and coming in faith and believing in him. So good question. Appreciate it. Uh, there's someone that is asking um, for prayer for their teenage daughters, and um, so we want to do that. I'm not going to read all of this. It gives a little bit of background, but Father, I do pray for this one who texted in praying for um, two teenage daughters. That's been a theme, it seems like, on this show, uh, praying for our daughters, praying for our children. And, um, and Lord, I do pray that they would come to know you, um, that they would be drawn to you, that, um, Lord, that you would just work in this family. And, and even as uh, moms and dads in the past, um, we, we can make mistakes that affect our children. But, Lord, I pray that, again, that you would intervene, that you would bring them to you, um, that, Lord, that there be forgiveness and healing and restoring in this family, and that you would touch their lives in a very deep way, uh, bring them all to your loving arms and to salvation. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So uh, thank you for texting in that prayer request. We want to continue to pray for those who are estranged from their kids. Um, their kids are uh, perhaps not walking with the Lord. Um, it can be very difficult. And always pray for your kids, and uh, we always want to lift them up in prayer. Uh, there is um, a question that's come in since uh, I don't think there's anything that we have on the phone lines quite yet. Um, not that I see, but let's go ahead and continue with our text questions. Clarify when we die, where does our spirit go uh, for a believer and a non-believer? Thanks, uh, Anne. Uh, and very good question. I think it's probably the most important question that anybody can ask. Because when we die, those of us in faith in Jesus, Second Corinthians chapter 5 tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And um, as we believe in him, we go to be with him. But those who do not believe, non-believers, um, are separated from God, and they will go to Hades, and then eventually uh, they will be cast into outer darkness. So there's a lot that's there, but uh, we do know that uh, Hades is that holding place right now for the unrighteous dead, and then the book of Revelation talks about that they will be resurrected at the end of the millennium reign, and they'll stand before the great white throne, of of God and be judged for their sins, so and they'll be cast into outer darkness, the lake of fire. So that's what happens um, uh, when we die. Eternity is real. Everyone will enter into eternity. So it's uh, the you know uh, whether they will enter in and be with Jesus in heaven for those who put their faith and trust in Jesus, 
or those who have rejected Jesus uh, will be sent to Hades and eventually cast in, into outer darkness. So if there's anybody that's listening here today and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, I pray that you would, that you would come to him, recognize your need to be um, forgiven, that you would recognize your need uh, for Jesus who came and has provided forgiveness, who has uh, risen from the grave. He proved he's the Son of God. Uh, He is everything that we need for salvation, and he loves you so much. Maybe this means something to somebody that's listening right now. Listen, it's the most important decision that you will ever make. Come to Jesus. He loves you. He died for you. And when he went to the cross, he was thinking about you because of his love for you. And as he cried out, it is finished, it was for you that he went to the cross to die for your sins. Because the Bible says that our sins have separated us from God. And Jesus came to take care of the sin problem. He rose again. There's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. He proved that he's the Son of God by conquering sin and death, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says that as we come in faith and call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. So if that's you, listen, I want you to pray this prayer, that Jesus, I come to you and I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. And I believe you died for me on Calvary's cross and forgive me. I believe you're alive. You rose again. You're speaking to my heart. And I ask that you sit upon the throne of my life as my personal Lord and Savior. And I want to walk with you and know you. And I thank you for this new beginning in Jesus' name. Hey, hey, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love for you to contact us uh, at Calvary Live next time. Get a hold of a church. Start going to church. Contact me at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Love to talk to you. Hey, God bless you. Have a great evening. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.